The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. We've got, what, 18 weeks of Sunday night podcasts. We're starting right now. Welcome, everybody. To fantasy football today. Happy holiday. It is Labor Day weekend, but no days off for us. We are working and we are giving you this uh, for many of you. It'll be a Monday episode, maybe even a Tuesday episode if you're out having some fun vacationing. Adam Azer, Jamie Eisenberg, and Heath Cummings, almost nine o'clock. LSU, FSU, getting it on right now. So, uh, yeah, it's football season and we love it. We're going to tell you the biggest ADP risers and fallers in CBS ADP and we'll react to it. We've got some news and notes for you. Kadarius Tony is going to be ready for week one. That is five days away, or is it really, I don't even know, four days away at this point, and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, four days away, all right, and uh, that's that's the opener, Kansas City, Detroit, I think I'm ready to stop talking now, what's up, Jamie and Heath, uh, anybody drafting this weekend? Two drafts tomorrow, one more father-son league, and then uh, uh, my, my keeper league that I started a few years ago. Adam, could you share your thoughts on Deion Sanders' first win at Colorado? You know... I'm glad you asked. Let me read you what I wrote to my friends, my two friends. I had a feeling that you had a, had a take on this. I said, uh, this afternoon at 12.15, this is my Miami friends. We text all the time about Miami. I said, I think FSU and UF are no longer my least favorite college football teams. And my friend responded, Texas A&M, because that's who Miami's playing this upcoming week. I said, I said, I think I want to direct every ounce of sports hate in my body to Colorado. Why? Coach Prime. I said, uh, he just, it's all about Coach Prime. Uh, he is so arrogant. So I don't know. Look, Did you not watch him play? I know. He is who he is. It's he the is greatest thing that has happened to college football in a decade. Are you I can't wait till me? Florida hires him. What are you talking about? Florida. He's clearly going to Florida State. I mean, if they even struggle a little bit, he's going to Florida State. 
Nah, whatever. Good for him. Just joking around. Um, he's obviously, you know, he's Coach Prime, but uh, it is fun. It is definitely uh, he's taken he's taken things by storm a little bit, and I don't even know what conference they're in to be honest with you. Big 12? currently the Pac-12 will be the Big Twelve next Big year. Big Twelve. There you go. Um, all right, uh, the biggest ADP risers. Too high, too low. Josh Jacobs is up to 17th overall. Just right. I think it'll keep rising a little bit more. And you're cool with that. I am very cool with that. Jamie does not think he should be a first-round pick. Jamie says 17th overall is just right for Josh Jacobs. You're on the clock. Garrett Wilson and Josh Jacobs are staring at you. You took... uh, It doesn't matter. You took Travis Kelsey in the first round. So you don't even... Yeah. So what are you doing? Garrett Wilson. I'm going Jacobs. Isaiah Pacheco is up to 71st overall in CBS PPR average draft position. Cam Akers, Javante Williams, and DeAndre Swift are now behind Pacheco, ahead of Akers, Javante, and Swift. How do we feel about him at 71, Pacheco? I've had more people tweet me this year about why don't you guys like Isaiah Pacheco. So I wonder if there's another site or another group of analysts who are higher on him than we are. I just don't think that he has much of a chance at the passing downs role. I think McKinnon's first there and Clyde's probably second. And Mahomes throws inside the five more than any other quarterback in the league. So I don't know that he has a huge role in terms of scoring touchdowns. I'm I'm not in on him at all. Um, now, granted, there's been a lot of injuries at the position, but do you know what the most rushing touchdowns scored from a Patrick Mahomes running back has been? That's Kareem Hunt, right? Uh, nine. It might be since maybe maybe the stat is since Hunt. It could be could be. Oh yeah, Hunt. they haven't had a top twenty running back since. Korea. No no no, rushing touchdowns, just rushing touchdowns. Oh, yeah, because that's where he has to I, win. I don't know. Seven. Yeah, the only the only thing that makes me nervous about not being in on Pacheco is I I have no Pacheco is the lack of wide receiver options. Do they throw more to their running backs on first and second down, and he gets two three catches? You know. Fairly regular. Kareem Hunt only had seven with Patrick Mahomes, so that so was not even three. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think you can cite the lack of, like, none of these receivers are worse prospects than Isaiah Pacheco. No, but uh, he doesn't have Juju to throw to right now. He doesn't have Hardman to throw to right now. Those were his leading wide receivers last year. So, or do the running backs just get more? Those involved? are not the guys. Yeah, I just don't think those guys are that difficult to replace. Look, I'm not arguing for it. I'm just, I'm just bringing it up. All right. Um, George Pickens is up 11 spots to 72nd overall, right behind Isaiah Pacheco. Um, first of all, who do you guys have ranked higher, Pacheco or Pickens? Pickens. I'm sure I have Pickens ranked higher. I have no interest in drafting either at the 6-7 turn. That's I'm fine with Pickens there, especially when we see the way receivers are going in, in the drafts we've done the last month. Oddly, though, Pickens is going ahead of Deontay Johnson. That I don't like. He's going ahead of De- uh, Jahan Dotson, right? That I don't like. Oh, everyone's going ahead of Deshaun, Deshaun, uh, Jahan Dotson. Pardon me. Dotson's going ahead. <laughs> Jahan? Like, yeah. That'd be a pretty cool name. <laughs> 90th overall? I don't know for Jahan Dotson. Something like that. In CBS ADP, he's super low. Um, so he's going ahead. Pickens is going ahead of Tyler Lockett. How do we feel about that? No. Uh, I'm okay with it. Okay. I think like I had a moment last week or something where I'm in this father-son draft. It's a Scott Fish League, and I think I may have mentioned it, but Lucas um, had the choice on the clock, and I'm trying not to give him... I'm just like, here's the guys who are available. You make the pick. And he picked George Pickens over Jahan Dotson, 
and I almost disowned him. But <laughs> I, I understand why it happens because there's a lot more videos on social media of George Pickens making catches, and I think that's inflating his ADP. Um. Yeah. By the way, I just want to make sure I don't uh, say the wrong thing. I said that the Chiefs haven't had a top twenty running back since Kareem Hunt. They haven't had a top twenty per game running back since Kareem Hunt. So, just pointing that out. All right. Dalvin Cook is up four spots to seventy ninth overall. Dalvin Cook is ahead of Khalil Herbert. Would you rather have Dalvin Cook or Khalil Herbert? Uh, I'd rather have Khalil Herbert. Yep. Me too. Another guy that I've just not drafted. Zay Flowers is up four spots to 97th overall. He's a top 100 player, Zay Flowers, and he's ahead of Brandon Cooks and Michael Thomas. Good. <laughs> uh, yes, agree. Okay. Cortland Sutton's up four spots in ADP, but he's still only 114th overall. How does Cortland Sutton, who starts with Las Vegas and then Washington, how does Cortland Sutton compare to Zay Flowers, Brandon Cooks, and Michael Thomas? Uh, behind. I think I have Sutton ahead of Cooks and Thomas behind Flowers. And Sutton's kind of a unique case where if you've got a team with some guys that you think might not, or especially if you have a flex situation where you're not sure you have a week one starter, Sutton is a much better pick. Would you start Cortland Sutton over Gabe Davis in week one? Sutton against the no. Raiders, Gabe Davis at the Jets. No. No. No, really? no, no. Why? I can make such a compelling case for this. But you I mean, love Russell Wilson. But you know I love Gabe Davis. I mean, this is the, perhaps the best defense in football. They give up very few big plays. He had two terrible games against them last year, Gabe Davis. I just don't know that this is Gabe Davis's week. Well, one of those was the game where Josh Allen got hurt, and I believe mm-hmm. the second one he was already hurt. The set, the, he, he got hurt on the second-to-last pass of that game, oh, which you're was right. to Gabe true. Davis. Yeah. Uh, I already did my Jets. Uh, I did my Jets Bills research this morning. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, I, I just I don't want to trust Cortland Sutton to be honest with you. Yeah, like no, I want to no, see I it first. Believe. I want to see how long Jerry Judy's out. If only I didn't want to trust Cortland Sutton, things would have been so different last year. Uh, all right, what else we got here? That's oh Raheem Mostert. He's up 13 spots in ADP. His ADP is 123rd overall. But again, when I see somebody up 13 spots to 123rd, it might mean he's going in the 80s now, in the 90s. I don't even know. So when should we be taking Raheem Mostert? The 80s is is a good place to consider it. Yeah, I'd, I'd prefer round nine, but I think if you've got a zero RB build, he's another player who's very specific to how you've started. If you're looking for a week one through four starter at running back, then you could slide into round eight. Uh, Mostert or Pacheco? Pacheco. Uh, Pacheco. Let me tell everybody. What As, we- especially about the, the situation with the agent where Jeff Wilson may not be out for the entire season. Yeah. Man, but who do you trust? Do you really trust his agent? Well, nobody said he wasn't going to play the rest of the season. No, but like, as and Daniel I said, kind of hinted at they hope to get him back at some point this season, which was pretty pessimistic. But that, the thing I don't rule out, though, with Mostert is them adding somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, I'm starting to wonder Who how. Who are Mostert getting hurt week one? What? Come on. <laughs> Most, I mean, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let me tell you about our schedule for the season. Our Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday shows are going to record at about 8.40 a.m. around there. So if you want to join us on YouTube, it'll be early. 8.40 a.m. Eastern, youtube.com slash fantasyfootballtoday. Uh, This week's a little bit different, but once the season starts, Monday is going to be, well, let's start with Sunday. Sunday night, 
you know, let's start with Sunday morning. Sunday morning, we've got a five-minute episode in the morning to catch up on all the injuries and help you set your lineup. Sunday night, we recap the games uh, while the Sunday night game's in progress. So about 8 o'clock. We start a little before that. We start on Sunday night. Monday afternoon, two-ish, is uh, Jacob Gibbs and Dan Schneier and myself beyond the box score. Advanced stats, and we have some fun. That's a fun show. Uh, Tuesday, waiver wire in the morning, 8.30. Wednesday, trade talk, buy or sell, smorgasbord, fantasy smorgasbord. Um, Thursday, starter sit for the AFC home games. Friday, starter sit for the NFC home games. Saturday, mailbag. And then we're back to Sunday. Live streams, YouTube only. YouTube.com slash fantasy football today. Monday night. Not sure about the time, but Monday night leading up to Monday night football. We'll look at the waiver wire, talk trade, whatever you want. Thursday night. Again, not sure of the time. Figure around 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Leading up to Thursday night football. We'll answer a ton of starter sit questions. Sunday morning, 11.30 a.m. until 1 o'clock p.m. All Eastern. Hour and a half. Only on YouTube. Uh, YouTube.com slash fantasy football today. Join us there for a ton of, start- of starter sit. What's the Sunday morning CBS Sports HQ schedule, Jamie? Uh, we are on from 10 to 11 as just a full fantasy hour. And then we'll be doing some fantasy content from 11 to 1 as well as part of our NFL preview show. Okay. And some of the Dave, Jamie, Heath trio will be joining us on the live stream from time to time as well. Biggest ADP fallers. Najee Harris is down, but barely. One spot to 36th overall, which I know none of you would do. But I want to bring up the uh, report from Dale Lolly of Steelers.com, who tried to shoot down the idea that Jalen Warren will surpass Najee Harris as the lead back. He says it's simply not true. Najee Harris is number is the number one. Warren is the third down back. Both will be valuable, but Warren isn't push Warren isn't pushing past Harris. What are your thoughts on that from Steelers.com? I don't think that's inaccurate at all. I don't think we've been approaching it that way. Maybe Dave has, but you know, I don't want to speak for him. But I I think for for me, I've always expected Najee to be the first and second down guy. Just, you know, maybe seeing what happened in Dallas just from a younger perspective, you know, because Zeke Elliott was getting older, but that the second guy is going to look better than the first guy and makes a lot more explosive plays. But still, Najee's going to have that goal line role. Najee's still going to give, be somewhat involved in the passing game, just maybe not as much as in years, as, as certainly his rookie season, but maybe not even as much as last year. I think we forget just how good he was at the end of the season last year, you know. And, and, and again, it's how you're judging it. You know, does, does he look explosive? No. Was he playing through a foot injury? Maybe, you know, it, it, to, even then I'm saying, you know, coming back from the foot injury. So um, it's just a matter of, you know, was, was drafting Najee or still drafting Najee in the third round, does that make sense? And the answer is no. So it's just a matter of how early you want to get in on Najee and how early do you want to get in on Jalen Warren. And that the second part of that could be the mistake. You know, like are, are we running Jalen Warren up the flagpole too quickly because – if he doesn't take over the job, then it's just going to have to be an injury before he becomes someone that you could start with confidence. Yeah. Um, well, what's the difference right now between him and Antonio Gibson? Warren? Yeah. Um, I think Gibson has a bigger role. 
So what I think is really interesting about this SteelWars.com, because I can understand that the guy on SteelWars.com, he doesn't feel, he's being honest, I think. I mean, I read a lot of the tweets after it. I feel like he what he said he meant, that Jalen Warren's not pushing Najee Harris. If he secretly felt, like a lot of people feel, Najee's just not that good, and he'll lose the job to Jalen Warren. I think fantasy managers, not everyone, but there's a fraction, a faction that feels that way, right? So if he felt that way, I don't think he would say that. But, um, you know... He gave, he gave a lot of examples of previous times that yeah. this has been, been the case. You know, he did. From Jerome Bettis on up. But what I was, what I was trying to say was he said Jalen Warren is a third down back. And what really was most interesting to me was that was not the usage in the preseason. The Steelers are one of, their team, one of the teams that played their starters a lot in the preseason, and it just wasn't like that. I mean, they were basically just switching off. You know, they were playing in in the same role, essentially. It wasn't like he just came in on third down or in obvious passing situations. So that is what really scared me off of Najee Harris and made me encouraged by Warren because I felt like he was going to have a different role than just being the third down back, which is not what Steelers.com said. They said he is the third down back. I, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I also remember in, in the preseason, they probably want to see what Warren looks like in case they need him. Whether it's look good, Jamie. <laughs> you look great. No, listen. Yeah. Again, go back to two years ago when you watch Zeke and you watch Tony Pollard. It's it's a it's a great comparison. Zeke was still getting all this work, and we kept saying we need more power, we need more power. And then last year you started to see a little bit more. You know, but it was still okay. Zeke's in the way, Zeke's in the way, Zeke's in the way. Um I feel like it's gonna be a lot of that, just not the same production. You know, I don't think you're gonna get the type of production from both guys. Um but I, I think the pre to me the preseason stuff is always what what are they trying to accomplish and I think trying to accomplish is if Jalen Warren a is is really better do we play him but b in case Najee's not there can he be the guy on first and second down and that's to me what they were trying to accomplish. Okay, so don't take him in the third round. Long story short. <laughs> Other fallers, Mike Evans is down five spots to 81st overall, and Marquise Brown is down four spots to 83rd overall. So Mike Evans and Marquise Brown now just outside the top 80, and they are behind Brandon Ayuk and Mike Williams. They're still ahead of Jahan Dotson, which I know uh, is surprising. They're still ahead of Jordan Addison, and they're still ahead of Zay Flowers. This is Mike Evans and Marquise Brown. Heath, do you think Marquise Brown and Mike Evans around 80th overall is okay? I think ADP-wise, Evans is in a pretty good spot. Amongst wide receivers, there are still several going behind him that I would rather draft before him. But even in PPR leagues, receivers going a little bit later on our side ADP than they are on others. I Marquise Brown's another one of these guys. I have a hard time getting excited about drafting. I just think you're going to have to be patient with him and hope that Kyler comes back. And maybe the pass offense won't be as bad as I think. But I view Brown as more like a number four wide receiver that I'm not drafting probably until round eight. Evans is fine in that round seven, round six even range. But I understand why people are scared of Baker Mayfield too. All right. Don't be afraid of a commercial break. We're going to take one really quickly here. Come back, give you the news and notes. And we're planting our flag in a little bit. We're going to take some some big stances and we're going to plant our flag and stand by them. And we'll be right back. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. 
And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. What are you laughing at, Heath Cummings? I'm just getting ready. I need to... Look at the notes here and figure out what I'm planting a flag on. So I, uh, well, I know, but I don't know what I don't even know what flag I I need to plant. All right, we'll figure it out. You know, like I will. Josh Jacobs should be a first rounder. Bam, flag, flag planted. Um, Man, I hate you. Don't. No, you don't get to plant any flags. I scrolled down in the notes. I saw what your flag was, (laughs) and I'm I'm taking it away from you. It's an embarrassment. (laughs) Do not do it. I'm fine with it, man. Like we gotta have no, fun. We gotta have fun. Do not do it. It's really um, bad. R- there's two flags that I planted. Uh, did you see well, both of them? You, they're both terrible. You're gonna hate both of them. <laughs> they're, well, they're both t- hot garbage. <laughs> All right. Nice That's tease. my flag. Um, Romeo Dobbs is still dealing with a hamstring injury. Jamie, they're at Chicago. Should be a nice matchup in Week One. Uh, Jaden Reed sleeper, or what do we think? You think Dobbs is gonna play? Do we know anything? Or what do you think? Uh, from what I saw last week, the answer was no. I actually dropped him a couple spots just because I'm I'm scared of hamstring injuries and, and if they're going to linger. So uh, at this point, I would anticipate him not playing. So yes, Jaden Reed would absolutely be a sleeper in week one. Okay. Um, Kadarius Tony and cornerback Legarius Sneed are going to play for the Chiefs in week one. They get Detroit on Thursday. So listen, Kadarius Tony, ready for week one. We talked about Sutton, Michael Thomas, uh, Brandon Cooks, Zay Flowers. Where's Kadarius Tony in that group? If you're talking about, I don't think you should start Kadarius Tony with any confidence at all. I think he is somebody that you start as a flex week one. I'm sorry, Heath. I meant in draft. You just mean draft yeah, wise? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, he's right in that mix, but and I think it comes down to are you drafting your fourth receiver with three really solid guys ahead? Or do you have a Terry McLaurin or a Jerry Judy, and you're trying to find somebody to help you early in the season? Um, I don't have a lot of I don't have a lot of confidence in what Tony's going to be at all, but he has more upside, I think, than Sutton. You you did a few drafts, Adam. I don't remember at what point where you had. I know two two times it stood out to me where you had a Burks, somebody else, and Tony. This was before the McLaurin and Judy injury, so I don't think it's one of those guys. But you had. Two of those guys on your roster, there, might, there was there was a definite third, and I remember saying to you like, "Wow, you're taking a lot of risk here." But that's again, you know, if you're willing to, you know, sort of manage through the beginning portion of the season. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any leagues that were playing out, but beginning portions of the season, and get to the middle to the end, it could be really good. Yeah, well, look, there's no buys until week four, right? So if these guys, especially if you're in a two receiver league, and Traylon Burks is practicing now, so. He might actually play in week one. Well, this was this is when Burks was still hurt. Yeah, like you don't need these guys to be ready for week one. Um, 
Traylon Burks, Kadarius Tony. So Kadarius Tony will be ready for week one, but you're not going to start him most likely in week one. But I'm I hope that I I hope there's some real leagues because I think I think Traylon Burks after that injury his ADP just really sunk. We haven't really talked about him. Much. No, his ADP sunk when Hopkins signed. Right. Uh yeah oh for sure. But I feel like after the injury it was just it was it was just a, a, an understandable reaction. Not only did Hopkins sign, but now he's hurt. But he's he could be a steal late. He's one of the last guys. I mean, agree or disagree? Traylon Burks one of the last guys you can get that has serious upside. Yes, for sure. He, he's he's in that range of the guys that you mentioned, but in some cases goes after them. And you know, he's as loose as four. You know, Hopkins is is not young, and if he misses any time, you know, we could still see him in the exact same role that we were hoping him to be prior to the trade or prior to signing. Excuse me. That. You know, he's he's the number one guy in an offense that might surprise us. You know, I mean, we do have a new coordinator there. It's not it's it, we're expecting Mike Vrabel's system to be Mike or Mike Vrabel's team to run the same offense. But it's a new coordinator. So that could change a little bit. Uh, yeah, Burks is great. I, I actually have one draft. It's kind of funny. Um, I drafted Burks in and it was a mistake, but I drafted Burks over Garrett Wilson in a league where you can keep these guys forever. So stupid me last year um, drafted Jalen Burks and. Did not keep him because you only keep four players. And then I got him back in the same keeper round <laughs> this year. So I'm hoping that <laughs> nice. next year's the year. <laughs> nice. Okay. What else we got here? Sean McVay. Or not Sean McVay. Oh, I do have that one too. Except. Yeah. All right. Detroit offense. Let's do this one first. Detroit offensive coordinator Ben Johnson said they might use Jameer Gibbs in some ways that people don't think we might. All right. He's a third round pick. <laughs> so. uh, and by the way. Did my Chiefs Lions research too? The Kansas City Chiefs have been either top five or bottom five, if we want to look at this stat, in most receiving yards per game allowed to running backs yep. in at least five consecutive seasons. Every year they struggle against pass catching running backs. Uh, Sean McVeigh, here it is. He expects rookie wide receiver Puka Nakua to be an immediate contributor. And Jordan Rodriguez of the Athletic thinks that Van Jefferson will be the number one wide receiver while Cooper Cup is out. Um, Heath, where do you draft Van Jefferson and or Puka Nakua? Um, after round twelve for either Puka before Van Jefferson has been my default. Um, there's probably a little higher floor with Van, but the floor is so low that you wouldn't want to start either one of them there if they're in that range. So, it, like if Cooper Cup's going to miss significant time, then you just avoid. The Rams. Okay. Well, I mean, you don't think there's any appeal to having the number one receiver for Matthew Stafford, whoever it might be, and get you 10 I do, as long as that person is Cooper Cup. <laughs> okay. Uh, Deion Jackson is expected to start week one for the Colts. Zach Moss could be back soon, but he's not likely to be back for week one. Maybe week two for Zach Moss. Uh, Daniel Popper of The Athletic thinks that Josh Palmer will be the Chargers' number three wide receiver to start the season. Which which we've talked about, but he also thinks that Josh Kelly will be the number two running back to start the season, and we really never talk about a handcuff for Austin Eckler. Uh, do you think if Eckler were to miss time, there would be a Chargers running back that would be a, a must start or even a, a number two running back? I mean, a probably start Kelly. Yeah, I'd I'd rather start Kelly over like Deion Jackson if Eckler was out. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I have Kelly ranked in the, uh, like, Tajay Spears range, like in the 50s. 
Dallas signed their right tackle, Terrence Steele, to a five-year, $86.8 million deal. They are at the Giants on Sunday night. Saints wide receiver Traquan Smith is out for week one, and Rashid Shahid is still nursing a groin injury, and they get Tennessee in week one. And Seattle safety Jamal Adams is out for week one. Cornerback Devin Witherspoon seems unlikely to play as well. And the Seahawks said it, you know, said it. They stunk against tight ends. Terrible last year. No Cooper Cup, most likely, in week one. Where you got where do you think you'll rank Tyler Higby for week one? Ten to twelve. Yeah, I was gonna say ten to fifteen. See. Thinking Jake Ferguson against the Giants or Higby against the Seahawks? Higby for me. Uh, Higby, but they'll be very close. Okay. All right, let's plant some flags. We landed on the moon. We got plop that thing right in there. <laughs> who who wants to go first? Oh, no, you got to go your, first. Get your terrible hot garbage out of the way. I actually ended up with. I actually just figured out another one that you're probably going to disagree with, but it's not nearly <laughs> as controversial as the first two. All right, first one: Anthony Richardson will be hot garbage for fantasy. I planted that flag Wednesday during the draftathon. I will stick with it. Actually, I put up a Twitter poll earlier today, and I just want to see. Uh, I voted. See results. What did you vote for? Great. Of course. All right. I said I don't like feeling so differently about a player compared to my colleagues. I'm not an Anthony Richardson guy. Curious how you feel. How will Anthony Richardson do in fantasy this season? I gave four answers, four four options. Bad, decent, good, and great. Uh, Decent has 50% of the vote. Good has 28.7%. Bad, 13%. Great has 7.7%. Now, if I were voting in that poll, I would say decent. Um, I know hot garbage. You just said hot garbage. (laughs) That's not decent. (laughs) All right, I should probably change it. Anthony Richardson will be droppable in fantasy. Um, you well now, can we qualify this? Sure. Twelve you teams. did drop Justin Fields last year, <laughs> <laughs> right before he averaged thirty-four points per you game. You gave me the and John Justin Jefferson. <laughs> you you so, gave me the approval. You approved. That's a different standard. Um, what I don't get because I understand completely being anti Anthony Richardson, thinking he's going to be a bad NFL quarterback, thinking he's not ready to pass in the NFL. I don't know how you can look at like data set after data set after the guys who ran the ball at least 100 times, guys who rushed for at least 700 yards, guys who guys who, and think that he's going to be the guy like Justin Fields threw for 149 yards per game last year and was QB seven. I don't know why people think that I don't think Anthony Richardson is a good passer means he's not going to be good for fantasy. They are not related. He is not. No, he and Justin Fields, I don't think they're related. Uh, <laughs> no, I get it. Um, I get it. But I think he's going to be such a bad passer. What I really think is that he is going to have some very, very good weeks. And I think he's going to have some terrible weeks. And you are pretty much never going to know when they're coming. And he's going to be so frustrating. And people are going to pull their hair out trying to figure out Anthony Richardson and when to start and when to sit him. And it just the matchups really just won't matter. I think he has a very untalented team. They might be, I mean, the Cardinals really like they're the worst, but they might be the second worst team in football. Um, Better receivers, the Colts or the Giants? The Giants. And I would say, because you talk with Waller included, the Giants. Better receiving core with Barkley, with Barkley. And Waller, better receiving core, definitely the Giants. So, Get to your terrible Giants take two, Homer. Hold on. Um, 
Don't forget Justin Fields was hot garbage as a rookie. That's the last thing I'd say. My Giants take is that the Giants I, are going to have a good offense. Uh, go I ahead. just can't wait until we're sitting here in December and you're <laughs> December eating those words. It could be week two. It could be September. You know, like I understand the upside. Go ahead and draft him. I would draft him if you were ever around in any of my leagues. I would draft Anthony Richardson. You you shouldn't be so so uh, arrogant as to only draft based on what you think. You've got to allow for the possibility that you're wrong. But you guys take him as a top 10 quarterback every league I'm in, so I'm never drafting him with you. Uh, my second plant your flag is that the Giants offense will be pretty good, parentheses, after week one against the Cowboys. They probably won't be that good against the Cowboys. But I think they're going to surprise you, Heath, specifically you. <laughs> um, Like, what... Qualify pretty good. Above average? Yeah, they're going to be something like 10th to 12th in scoring. They're going to be good. They're going to be a good offense. Are we counting Wink's defensive points? No. Offensive scoring. Okay. They, yeah. they, have a, they have a really good offensive mind as their offensive coordinator. And they schemed guys open so effectively last year. And they just, I, I think that they hit a home run with with Dable and Kafka. I think. They threw the ball 29 times a game. Yeah, they're throwing a lot And more. threw 15 passing touchdowns on the season. Where do they finish in scoring? I wonder. I don't think it was top 12. <laughs> no, but it probably wasn't that low. They I'll were, say 18. They were 16th in scoring last year. So this isn't even that bold of a call. But I, th- I just think- well, their schedule is considerably harder than it was last year. Yeah, and that's a problem. But uh, I think they're going to be better. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you have hope and optimism. <laughs> and uh, I think it's a lot like Bears fans six years ago. But uh, that turned out okay. <laughs> was that after Matt uh, Nagy's first year? Matt Nagy yeah. shade. No, I get it. I can't sit here and say you're crazy for for feeling that the Giants aren't going to be good offensively because it's hard to trust Daniel Jones. Um, but uh, I. I just, they're going to throw the ball more. That's for sure. Uh, Jamie. Well, I mean, the thing that Daniel Jones did well last year, he cut down on turnovers. Yeah. He looked more competent, and now he's got better weapons. I mean, you know, you take away Richie James, and you, you look, nobody expected Wandale and and, uh, and Shepard to be ready, and Jalen Hyatt and Darren, Darren Waller. I mean, you know, that's, th- those are upgrades. Unfortunately, you didn't mention the guys who are the top two wide receivers and targets, probably. Wide receivers, but they might be third and fourth on the or, team in targets. I mean, Waller's going to lead the team in targets, and I think Barkley's probably second. Anyway, um, third one is this, and this was inspired by the Traylon Burks discussion earlier. Tennessee will not be bottom 10 in pass attempts, and they are bottom five every single year. They're going to throw the ball more than they ever have under Vrabel, more than they've done in a long time, Titans. And what is your rationale for that? The receiving core, a Derrick Henry injury. I got a lot. A bad offensive line. I got a, a lot defense. of rationale. First of all, they, they signed DeAndre Hopkins. Secondly, they fired their GM last year. And they've been a pretty successful franchise, you'd have to say. I think they realize they can't win like this. They realize, they, and they've drafted a quarterback in two straight drafts, too. They realize that they are playing 1950s football. And it's time for them to revolutionize a little bit. So I think they're going to open it up and throw more. Straighten up and straighten up and fly right, I'd say. It, look, like I said, you know, Tim Howard, I believe, is the the offense coordinator um, that was with DeAndre Hopkins in Houston. And you know, the the I think the GM situation is more just a power struggle between Mike Vrabel and I forget his name who was there. Um, Me too. 
So we'll see. But look, Tannehill was very good when he had receivers. Not great, but good. Yeah. I also don't think Henry's going to be as good, you know? He's not, I don't think he's the same guy. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think this is probably your best flag plant, <laughs> the most likely to not get uh, blown over by the wind. <laughs> um, but I, to, to just like to, 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 Anthony Richards bad, Derrick Henry bad. No, Brian Tannehill, Tannehill good, Daniel Jones good. Right? I didn't say bad. I didn't say Derrick Henry bad. He's just not going to rush for 2,000 yards. He's 29 years old. How much can, can you really run him 350 times this year? I think they have to be a little bit more diverse if, offensively. They got O'Connor, Burks, and, and Hopkins. I think it's your best one. Thank you. That's What a nice compliment. Um, all right. Heath's been working on his backhand this weekend. All right, we'll take a break. You ready, you ready to plant a flag? Sure. Okay. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game full speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus. Rise and shine, football fans. This is Susanna Fuller from Morning Footy, a podcast part of the CBS Sports Galazzo Network covering the breadth of the global game. Join me, Nico Cantor, Charlie Davies, Alexis Guerreros, and guests every morning for the perfect blend of news, analysis, conversation, and exclusive interviews. If you love soccer, then look no further. We've got you covered for Europe's top five leagues, the W Gold Cup, the Champions League Knockout Stage, CONCACAF Nations League, NWSL, MLS, Transfer News, and much more. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. Subscribe to Morning Footy. Okay, Heath, let's do it. Plant something. Uh, Miles Sanders is going to be a top 10 running back this year. He's going to be the Josh Jacobs of 2023. 275-plus uh, carries, 50-plus catches, plays the full 17 games, finishes as a top 10 running back. Ridiculous. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is, and so I do this sometimes, It's I think people think it's ridiculous, but he was like 13th last year, so it actually isn't probably outlandish enough but you know he's actually never he's never been top 20 per game Uh, maybe he was 20th sanders has never finished higher than 20th per game this is very surprising not in me i it is i was just trying to you know play the heath adam thing there and say it was ridiculous it's a good it's a good flag plant jamie any any uh, response good i think if he stays healthy there's a shot at this but you know, you're you're asking him to do this on what could be a very bad team. You know, and and the thing that's making me a little nervous, twofold, that's making me a little nervous about Miles Sanders. The offensive line I thought was going to be an underrated one and be a little bit more productive, and and it's looked a little shaky in, in the preseason. And Bryce Young's looked a little shaky in the preseason. And so if you have those two things working against him, that's clearly going to be a negative. I do think we're going to see a, a better pass catcher from a better uh, production from him in the pass catching role than we have since his rookie campaign. And, you know, we've talked about that a lot with Deuce Daly being reunited with the, the, the two of them being reunited. Um, and that clip that made the rounds, you know, if you didn't get excited about that as a Miles Sanders guy, I don't know what you're doing. You know, when Frank Reich and, and the GM there said, you know, Hey, you want to catch the ball again? You know, yeah. whatever, whatever the, the phrasing was. So 
he's he's a very good number two running back. I, I top ten would be a stretch, but what I'll probably say in a few minutes, Heath might disagree with as well. So, um, <laughs> okay. uh, I think Miles Sanders has a shot. Sure. Uh, Heath, another flag. John Dotson will be the second best second year wide receiver this season. The number one for Washington and Garrett Wilson will be the only second year guy that's better than Dotson. I think we saw in the last five weeks last year, he kind of pulled even with McLaurin in terms of target share. I think even when they're both healthy, Dotson will be the number one in this offense. He's got the speed. He's got the hands. He's got the route running. He's a true number one wide receiver. Is that it? Or do you have more? That was all I had on John Dotson. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> How many flags did you? Bring? I mean, I just found out like six minutes ago that I was doing this. So, um, that's interesting. I'm pretty what? sure I sent an email. Didn't I send an email with this earlier today? You did. You, you might have on on. Yeah, I I apologize okay. for not checking my email on Sunday of Labor Day weekend. I should have been oh, looking for that. Me? All right, I'll sell. Definitely should have been looking for that. It. I'll text it next time. You, that's fine. You don't need to do three. I was only going to do two. I'll come up with a third by the time Jamie's done. Jamie, plan it. I've got three. Um, first one, I, I said this uh, earlier this week. We're going to have three quarterbacks run for a thousand yards this season. One will be. Uh, oh, these are bold predictions. Huh? These are bold predictions. There's a one. very big difference between. Bold predictions and uh, planning a flow. No, this is this is three quarterbacks that you want to draft. So the, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what the difference is. Well, I think okay. Uh, what is the difference? You're right. Well, first of all, the difference is bold predictions are, are tried and true. Have been around for a while. Plant your flag. I invented last week, and I'm still workshopping it. But okay. to me, so the, these are to me these plant- are three quarterbacks that you want to draft. No, you to me, the not invent plant your flag. <laughs> well, from a fantasy perspective, I I definitely did. Oh, what I'm saying is. Um, TM, uh, what I'm saying is, uh, this is, I feel like, I feel like you truly believe this is going to happen. Whereas both predictions is like, yeah, yeah, let's just have some fun. I do believe this is going to happen. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. We've only had in NFL history four times where a quarterback has run for a thousand yards. We're going to get three guys that do it this season. One is going to be breakout candidate, Anthony Richardson. Mm -hmm. One is going to be a guy that did it last year in Justin Fields. And one is going to be the guy that's only done it. That one is the only guy who has done it twice in his career in Lamar Jackson. Okay. Um, I'm sure I didn't invent plant your flag, but <laughs> <laughs> any other flags for you? Yes. Uh, J.K. Dobbins will be a top 10 running back this year. Uh, I, I don't know if that's a bold prediction or plant your flag, but. Um, uh, Do you have Dobbins or Sanders? Uh, I've always been a Dobbins guy. I think you can understand that. <laughs> I think I, I'll recall that. Yeah. Um, all right. That's cool. You got another one, or yes, we're gonna have two tight end, two rookie tight ends finish as top ten fantasy tight ends in Dalton Kincaid and Sam Laporte. Okay, so I don't think you should be on the bold prediction show because I believe these are these are also your bold predictions. <laughs> I can call I like, those if you like. In the private chat we've got here, plant your flag is to bold predictions as bust list is to avoid <laughs> list. <laughs> You know, it's so funny. It's like, I really felt there's a huge difference between the avoid list and the bust list. And Jamie also felt that way. But we we felt the exact opposite about the avoid list. It was like, Jamie's like, oh, the avoid list is much worse than the bust list. And I'm like, oh, that's definitely not how I felt about it at all. So um, If you are avoiding something, you are avoiding it. I don't know how that's the big difference. 
It's the reason like, you're I, avoiding I, I would, it. It's I the thought reason. about that, and like Jamison Williams would be on my avoid list because I'm just not drafting him ever. Uh, no, it it's the reason you're avoiding. The bust list is. It, someone's put it perfectly. To me, the avoid list is it's not you, it's me. It's like I don't really like this player. So Anthony I Richardson. I well, yeah. I mean, one of the reasons I don't like Anthony Richardson again because you guys have him as QB nine. Yeah, when he's QB sixteen in ADP, I don't. I'm not going to call him hot garbage. Well, which quarterbacks that we have ranked ahead of of guys that you like better? Watson, Tua, Cousins for sure. I, I actually I told you that I moved to ahead of Richardson. Okay, so you have him tenth then. Watson to a Cousins for sure. After that, you want to take him ahead of Geno Smith, Daniel Jones, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff. Fine. Jared Goff is a perfect example of a player who's on my avoid list and not my bust list. I really don't think he's going to be a bust at QB fifteen. That's not a bad ADP for him, or whatever. It's right around there. I never draft Jared Goff. I think he has the least amount of upside of any quarterback going in his range. So I just avoid him. Does that make sense? That's yeah. not a bust. That is absolutely not a bust. Right. So you're avoiding him. You're not drafting. Yeah, he's being drafted. I think I think that maybe is the qualifier is busts are drafted early enough to be busts. Avoid guys are <laughs> guys who are going late, but you still don't draft them. No. That's a great way to put it. Maybe in your mind, but I don't know. Back to plant your flag, Heath. You got a third one? No. Okay. Good show. <laughs> <laughs> Wacky Sunday night show. Uh enjoy your uh your holiday, everybody. And we'll talk to you on Tuesday with, I don't know, Schaefer, what's on Tuesday? <laughs> Bold predictions? Uh, waiver wire. Not waiver Tuesdays. wire. It's week one. <laughs> week one waiver wire. I will, I will have a, a hybrid ADP slash waiver wire show for uh, a column for tomorrow. So for those of you that drafted already, you'll see guys that are waiver wire ads. Also, I'm not on the Tuesday show, so I'm not sure why I'm even commenting. <laughs> I have no point. say in it at all. That's a good point. We got to make our NFL predictions too, at some point. Yeah, I know um, Heath. This the, the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. Did you know Heath? Yeah. That Saquon Barkley's incentives. You remember he signed the the franchise uh-huh. with the, He doesn't get the incentives unless the Giants make the playoffs. Did you know that? That was good negotiating on their part. Well, that I think <laughs> I think that's probably a salary cap thing, because there are certain incentives that if they are very likely to be reached. They count against the cap when you sign the player. And so if you put qualifications in there to make them unlikely to be reached, they don't count against the cap. And so they probably added that playoff provision to make it unlikely to be reached because <laughs> they didn't think it was likely the Giants make the playoffs. All right. I think I've had enough on that note. We'll talk to you on Tuesday on Fantasy Football Today. If you're looking for a podcast adventure, check out Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, a podcast where improvisers and comedians who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. Dumb Dumbs and Dragons has been featured on the official Dungeons and Dragons podcast, ranked number two of all fiction podcasts in America, and has been downloaded more than four million times. Dumb Dumbs and Dragons can be discovered anywhere hilarious podcasts can be found. It's like Lord of the Rings, if everyone was an idiot.